Hi, and welcome to Adopted Feels with Hannah and Ryan. This is a podcast about anything and everything adoption related, brought to you by two Korean adoptees, us from Melbourne, Australia. In each episode, Hannah and I will chat very loosely about a particular topic using our adoptee experiences as a starting point. We'll talk about things like our experiences with dating and relationships, how gender, femininity, and masculinity play into adoptee experiences, birth, family, search and reunion, um, and race and identity. And white people. (laughs) (laughs) And white people. We'll also talk about what it's like to work in an adoption-related field or do adoption-related research, um, because we both do a bit of that. What it's like to learn Korean or maybe more accurately fail at learning Korean and what it's like to visit Korea or, or live there. And we'll look at all of those topics from, of course, an adoptive perspective. And this year we'll both be spending some time in Korea um, and yes. plan to attend the gathering in Seoul. So for those of you who don't know, this is a big adopting meetup. And by big, I think like close to like 500 people. Um, and it meets every three years. I've never been to it. I'm a bit nervous. I've actually been twice um, and I anticipate lots of drinking and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I can do that. we'll also be chatting about adoption related books and documentaries and we will sometimes have special guests on the show we also want to answer any questions that you might have for us um, about adoption race gender stuff Uh, so just email us anytime with your questions or whatever else you might want to say to us (laughs) um, at adoptedfeels at gmail.com and then we'll try and respond in the next episode. So why are we doing this podcast? Um, So we tend to talk about this stuff anyway, and by stuff, I mean adoption and race and gender. Um, We want to connect with other adoptees around the world. We believe in the importance of creating adoptee safe spaces and promoting adoptee-centric content and perspectives. Something I've personally found um, through being around other adoptees is a kind of sense of relief and comfort that um, you can just be yourself and you don't have your guard up and you don't um, have to anticipate any insensitive comments or assumptions that people make about you based on what you look like or what you sound like. Um, So part of doing this podcast is also to hopefully create a virtual sort of adoptee safe space um, that we can hopefully share with all of you. And for me, you know, sometimes I have like weird and twisty adoption related thoughts and feelings and it's always been valuable for me to hear from other adoptees really openly sharing their experiences and I think through this sharing we all feel a little less alone and a little more okay about being weird and twisty inside. (laughs) We also want to acknowledge the other Korean adoptee podcasts that have paved the way for us especially The Rambler by Mike McDonald and adapted the podcast by Kami Getz. So because this is our first ever episode, and thanks so much for listening, we thought we'd introduce ourselves. I'm Hannah. I was born in Jeonju, also known as the food city of Korea, um, back in 1984 and adopted to a pretty small 
little bit white trash town in Tasmania at the age of three. And I use she, her pronouns. I do communications and research for an adoption-related non-profit organization in Melbourne. And I'm a sometime singer and aspiring writer on the side. I'm currently eight years into my whole Korean adoptee identity and birth family reunion journey, which I'm sure we'll get into in future episodes. And it's been quite the journey. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm Ryan. I was born in Masan, which is near Pusan, in 1985. I was adopted at four months of age. I'm a researcher and sessional tutor in Melbourne. I mainly work in continental philosophy and social theory, with a focus on theories of nature. Um, My philosophy main squeeze is Merleau-Ponty. I'm currently trying to use his work to think about adoptee experiences. I'm non-binary and use they-them pronouns, and I'm also really interested in exploring the ways that my experiences as an adopted person resonate or overlap with my experiences being trans. Okay, so just to get to know us a bit better, we've got some random questions for each other. So <laughs> the first question is, Ryan, what's your star sign? It's very, this is a very informative kind of question. <laughs> this is all you have to know about me. Um, my star sign is Gemini, although I've... You hate being a Gemini. I hate, I've really resisted being a Gemini. Um, for as long as I can remember. Yeah, they, they do generally suck. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always thought I was more of a Taurus, and I thought that there was a possibility that I am older than I am, mm. and hence was born slightly earlier, um, which I've since learned, because I've actually been to the maternity clinic where I was born, is um, complete bullshit. So I am actually Gemini, um, although maybe my... My moon, my moon might be a Taurus. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Anyways, Hannah, what's your star sign? Um, I'm a Virgo. Um, for those of you into astrology, my rising sign is also a Virgo. And um, if I knew the exact time of my birth, sadly, my moon sign may also be a Virgo. So I'm like a super intense Virgo, which sounds really... <laughs> um, like unflattering I think you know it's like that's I think that's generally in like an uncomplimentary thing to be a super intense Virgo but um yeah there we go that's what I am (laughs) cat person or dog person I'm definitely a cat person but I like dogs too I mean I recognize that they're like 100% more loving more loyal more empathetic (laughs) cats are just cute Okay, you? I'm definitely a dog person, although I like cats. Really? (laughs) Yes, I do. And, you know, I totally understand that cats are beautiful and cute and enigmatic and great companions, but I still much prefer dogs. Okay, big question. What's your biggest fear? That's a very multi-layered question, so I'll um, (laughs) I'll just lead with my biggest fear is moths. Moths? Yes. (laughs) They're harmless. (laughs) I don't know where it comes from. They just really creep me out. Just like large moths? Even small moths? Okay, small moths, not so much. But yeah, the big ones really scare me. In fact, I don't even think I've seen like the big ass ones that like Queensland have. Yeah. That are like the size of your face. Yeah. 
haven't seen those, but oh. um, me neither. Anything like I don't know. I can't even. just moths I know it's weird what's your biggest fear um honestly probably some kind of abandonment (laughs) I mean you're taking this much more seriously than me clearly (laughs) you know I could say like snakes or jellyfish but um that just wouldn't be true it would yeah it would be something more psychological (laughs) Okay, what's your go-to comfort food when you've had a bad day? Um, probably like like a pub meal without. Oh yeah. You know, oh, like, that sounds good. Like the pub right across the road has a really good vegan eggplant parmigiana mm. and really good beer. That's probably and the comfort food is also served in a place that's not my house, so I don't have to actually create the comfort food, so that's an added plus too. Um, what's your go-to comfort food? Um, th- well, there are many comfort foods. Um, <laughs> I feel like there are different levels, like if I've just had like a little bit of a bad day or you know, even just a slow afternoon at work, it's like chocolate. <laughs> if it's like a moderately bad day, it will be like pasta or carbs Mm. and if it's like a really bad day then like a cocktail or maybe like a cocktail with carbs (laughs) (laughs) um what are you watching on netflix right now well i've gotten back into korean dramas recently and netflix is just like adding more korean dramas like crazy like both new ones like um romance is a bonus book which i've just started which is like quite charming and cute so far and the female protagonist is this like unemployed divorced um single mother so she's like she's kind of relatable because you know like kind of similar age yeah (laughs) she's like trying to re-enter the workforce in the first episode but she's told that she's like too old so anyway like nice and relatable Um, and I also just watched this other one called Jealous Washing. That's the direct translation. It's called, like, Don't Dare to Dream on Netflix. Anyway, I recommend that one too. What are you watching right now? Um, I'm watching something, I was going to joke that it's also nice and relatable. Probably not really. Jane the Virgin. Oh, okay, Um, yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah, I watched like the first three seasons. Yeah, the first three seasons. Yeah, I got like um, really like into it when I was in Korea. Actually, it's like so silly and light. And what do you think so far? How much have you watched? Oh, I'm just like, <laughs> how, and I, how I, is that relatable? I ex- I'm joking. <laughs> okay. I expected you to be like, yeah, I watched the first three episodes, first three seasons. You, okay. I, d- yeah, don't. I just watched the end of season four. What? You've watched the first four seasons? All four seasons? Yeah, okay, so when you say, what are you watching on Netflix right now, I don't mean, like, I started watching it, like, last week. I mean, like, it's been, like... I had I've no idea. I've watched it over, like, quite a few... Don't... <laughs> I've watched it over quite a oh. period of time. Um, but you should get into season four. Okay, this is, like, a bit off topic, but I felt that um, I lost interest a bit when... Okay, spoiler alert. When... Jane's husband dies. Mm-hmm. Sorry, big spoiler alert. 
because I really liked him and I Michael. thought they were yeah really cute together and I just kind of like the show lost me a little bit mm. when after they killed him off. Mm. I've always been Team Michael. Have you? Oh, Team Michael. Um, I guess I don't know. I haven't really like felt like I was behind him or Raphael. Okay. I w- what I really like about it is um, the relationship between Jay and Siomara and Abuela. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I think that, like, intergenerational thing yeah. is the biggest draw card for me. And Rogelio is, like, terribly annoying, but also quite lovable. Oh, I think, yeah, I think he's great, actually. I think he's really funny. Yeah. And when he makes that joke about, like, Emma Stone playing any race. <laughs> <laughs> That's really That was, like, one of my favorite moments. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's enough about Jane the Virgin. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for listening, and please join us next time for our actual first official episode um, yes. on relationships and dating. And that won't involve Jane the Virgin. <laughs> So I'm just hoping that when I was talking about, when I mentioned white people before, that people don't think that I have a personal problem with white people. I should have said like whiteness or, <laughs> or, or white privilege or um, white Eurocentric standards of beauty. You know, I shouldn't have. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate white people. <laughs> Please join us.